on today's episode of the Ark Today. Grants, grants, and more grants. Today on episode number two of the ARC Today, we speak with Jennifer McCafferty, the Director of Grants for the ARC of the Three Rivers. My name is Tom Mullins and I'm joined with Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hello, Tom. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. So, Jennifer, tell me a little bit about why you came to the ARC. Um, I actually came to the ARC. I had, I'm originally from West Virginia and then I had moved to Cleveland for a while Um, Before I left for Cleveland, I was a child protective services worker, and I thought that that was my passion, that that's what I was going to want to do for the rest of my life as my career. Um, But when I moved back, you know, it's a process to reapply for the state. In the meantime, um, I had heard of the ARC. I looked up their mission. And just like anybody else, when you hear those trigger words, you know, it pulls at your heartstrings and It made me want to get involved, and I've been here since 2012, and just by divine intervention or whatever happens later that year, I gave birth to a little boy um, who is on the autism spectrum, so I couldn't imagine at this point doing anything else as a career or with my life. So one of the topics that we get a lot of questions here at the office about is our grant programs. Uh, currently, we offer uh, two different grant programs. We offer the Community Support Grant and the Developmental Disabled Grant, which typically we refer to as the DD Grant. Jennifer, those are state-funded grants. Can you tell us just a little bit about those and how would someone go about applying for those grants? Yes, so I'll start with the first one, the Community Support Grant. That's kind of the grant that gets people in the door Um, For both grants, in order to be eligible to receive those services, we do require that the individual seeking services have at least um, applied for Title 19 waiver services through the state of West Virginia. Um, So the Community Support Services um, is a very basic grant. It is used to cover referral and linkage to other services and programs. Um, and to provide person-centered assessment and services that promote independence and integration within each person's community. Um, It is targeted towards individuals who have a diagnosis of intellectual or developmental disability who are at risk for psychiatric inpatient admission, other residential or out-of-home placement, um, or incarceration. So we can help link those individuals to physicians that they might need, um, DHHR-based services to meet any of their daily living skills for food, shelter, any of that stuff. Um, And then we also have the dehabilitation program that they're able to access through that grant. Um, The next step up from that grant is for individuals who have already been through the application process for the Title 19 waiver and are placed on the waiting list. That grant um, provides supported employment services, minimal respite services, um, and the day habilitation program services. So that is designed to kind of cover some of the space in between the services they need and where they're at right now um, until their waiver slot opens. So it offers a lot of the same services that the individual will get once they're on waiver. It's just not as many services and 
the units that are available for each service are much smaller. Tell us just briefly what Title 19 waiver is. Title 19 waiver is a program that is designed for individuals who have an intellectual or developmental disability that impairs their ability to meet their own basic needs um, by themselves. It's for families and individuals who need, you know, that extra support, whether it be respite staff to give them a break or if it's an individual who lives independently and they're just not able to meet those needs by themselves. Um, it's somebody who can come in and help them and kind of monitor and give the supervision and the little bit of assistance that they need to get through each of their days. Okay, so the Title 19 waiver process, uh, understand there's probably a pretty long waiting list for those services, and really these grants are kind of a stopgap to get a family through while they're waiting for that waiver slot to open up. Is that correct? It is. Um, right now, unfortunately, the wait list for a Title 19 waiver slot is a couple of years, and as most families who find themselves with a child or a loved one that has a developmental or intellectual disability that impairs them that you know you're you can't tell that disability to wait five years until the slot opens you still have to live your life and you have to get through every day so the grant services are designed to kind of be a little buffer and to help them to give them a little bit of assistance to get them through until their waiver slot opens and they're able to access all of the programs that are out there Talking a little bit more about Title 19 waiver, the process is an application process. Is there a particular timeline or time frame that someone would want? They have a, a young child, uh, maybe they have an older child. When, when would you encourage someone to take the first steps and apply for Title 19 waiver? I would encourage each person to take advantage of the application process as soon as possible. Um, once your child is three, they are eligible to receive those Title 19 waiver services. So if you have a diagnosis before then, then, you know, go ahead and get the ball rolling. Get it in place to where when they do turn three that, you know, you can just kind of step into that role and get them on the wait list. Um, if they are older than three, then as soon as you have that diagnosis, I would encourage you to go ahead and begin the application process because it is a long tedious process. Yes, I understand that. And I hear a lot of people say that it's a very tedious process. So somebody's already on the waiver list. They're waiting for their slot to open up. They find out that uh, they've reached out to us. They find out that they qualify for the community support grant. We've got available space for them. What type of services with the community support grant are they able to receive? So with the community support grant, a lot of what you're going to find under that grant um, is referral and linkage. So when you come in and you apply and you're seeking those services, we will do a standard intake, which would just be basic demographic information, um, the diagnosis that the individual has, um, medications, physicians, that sort of thing, and then determine what needs that individual has that aren't being met. Um, we would then go through different community outreaches that are out there and resources available to them. Um, we can help on an ongoing basis with referral and linkage, and then we also have the dehabilitation program that's open Monday through Friday um, that they would be able to attend as long as the budget allows. Okay. So it, when you say linkage of other services, you're talking about other community services as well as probably some state services by the DHHR? 
Yes. Um, we can help refer, you know, if food stamps are a need, if they have any special medical needs um, that are unique to their diagnosis, um, if they have, you know, housing needs, if they need modifications made to their home, um, if they need linkage to specialists, if they need mental health care, anything that you can think of, we can at least um, usually point them in the right direction if we're not able to offer that service ourselves. My understanding is they kind of start with the community support grant and typically they'll move to the DD support grant. For the most part, yeah, we do get individuals who are already on the Title 19 waiver waiting list. But a lot of times, um, because there just isn't a lot of information out there and there aren't a lot of resources in the beginning, for a lot of these families, um, a lot of times they get their child through public education, they've turned 21, they've graduated, and there hasn't been any information presented to them about what is next or what could be next. So a lot of the calls that we get are from individuals who just, they don't know what to do. Their child has completed high school, and now they're just sitting at home. Sometimes they're regressing. They're missing that social interaction. And there's just, you know, a lot of helplessness that surrounds that. So a lot of our individuals come to us not even knowing what Title 19 waiver is or where to begin. And my role in that is to kind of let them know what resources are there and get them started in the right direction. That's great because we hear it every day that there's people out there that need really could benefit tr- greatly by Title 19 services, but just have not taken the time or didn't have the knowledge to apply for the waiver and obtain the information that they need to proceed further. Uh, It's really a shame sometimes, and I'm hoping this podcast will help educate the community to let them know what options and resources are out there for them. Yes, it is a terribly underfunded and under-talked about topic. I think that, you know, if most people sit back and think that they'll realize that if they don't you know, directly love somebody that's affected by an intellectual or developmental disability that they at least know of somebody who is. And it affects people in every community all over the area. Um, The ARC serves Canal, Boone, Putnam, and Clay counties. But like you mentioned earlier, you know, if you're not able to find the services with our agency, we could help link you to other agencies that are like ours that might be in different areas of the state where we don't provide services. Okay, great. How would someone contact you? Maybe they're already on the waiting list and they're looking for services in the meantime. How would someone reach out to us uh, to get more information about those grants? Um, You can check out our website. You could also reach out to me via email at jmccafferty at arc3rivers.org. You can call 304-344-3403 extension 108 or if you're in the area, um, we're located at 1420 Canal Boulevard West in Charleston. You can stop by. Um, I'm typically here between the hours of 7.30 and 4.30, and I would be more than happy to help anybody. That's great, Jennifer. Thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing information about the Community Support Grant and the DD Grant. Look forward to another great episode of the ARC Today Uh, Subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found and learn more information about the ARC at www.arc3rivers.org or by calling our office at 304-344-3403. I'm Tom Mullins on behalf of the ARC. Have a great day.